Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. I am one of your hosts, Laura Sturm. And I'm Josh Roar. Welcome to episode 94. Uh, we, we kind of had some scheduling issues recently, so our, our episodes are all over the place. Um, but you know, that's fine. (laughs) It's fine. And and why Josh, why did we get so thrown off last week? Uh, well, we had our, our team training weekend last week and last weekend. Yeah. Well, I guess two weekends ago. Yes. Right. Anyway, we don't even know. We were so old. We were getting like, just, we were wrecked. Yeah. We had too much fun. So we, we took a portable, Chris Elmore loaned us his portable podcast recorder. We took it up there. The plan was to kind of have everybody on the team kind of do, you know, hop on and participate, but we kind of just got, I don't know if busy was the word. We were just like doing things. So it just never, there was never really a time to do it. And then, you know, you and I were going to record when we got back on Monday, you know, we came and we both texted each other like at the same time like i don't really want to do this i can't i just yeah i felt wrecked after yeah so i i had such a great time in our team row weekend uh training weekend it was it was what i would definitely call epic it was fun yeah no it was a good time like a bunch of us just slept in the barn on air mattresses it was great but training the training environment though like i really so I, I still have to go through and edit everything, but I, I set up, um, I don't know if you know or not actually, but I set up a couple cameras that just kind of recorded the whole time. And I actually wore a microphone, um, the whole time. So it kind of captured everything that I was saying and anybody I was talking to. So if you, you know, obviously I'm not going to post anything that was, shouldn't be posted, but there's some cool, I think behind the scenes stuff that, that we captured and things like that, that would be kind of cool once I, you know, have a chance to go through all that but yes the compilation of joshua looking for his water bottle over and over (laughs) and over because that happened a lot yeah that was kind of a wreck mess but but it was was good it was great to meet like so many people on the team that i had never met before and you know meet them in person and the training atmosphere was amazing and then just you know kind of getting to hang around with people and you know it's nice it's like i feel like i'm with my people yeah. I felt like I was with my people. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it was. And, and like, you know, we trained, you know, there's, we had three training sessions up there. Each one lasted, you know, give or take three hours. Um, <clears throat> you know, then we just sat around grilled, you know, food, you know, we had, um, and we did karaoke the one night, um, which was pretty crazy. Like there were some, there were some people that came out of their shell a little bit more than I was expecting during the karaoke, which was pretty right. cool. Um, and then, you know, we floating down the river, like that was really fun. There a couple times, like, so like st- stay. So first of all, I didn't follow directions very well. Like you and Dan were yelling, like, stay to the left, stay to the left. I'm like, no, let's go right. See what happens. And, uh, yeah, basically Stacy got thrown out of the tube. Luckily she landed back in it. But she literally like she cleared it by like she was a good foot off the tube in the air. Um, so lucky for me, 
she landed back in the tube or I'd probably not be around to talk about this stuff. She yeah. probably killed me. Yeah. So we went tubing on the Amaclola River um, and had to uh, all get licenses so we could be there because the, you know, the, the local park police were there. So that was kind of our, our a separate adventure. Um, you know, and just um, what was the saying? We got natured. Um, because sometimes we would just get kind of like blown into a tree or uh, a rock would uh, smash your tailbone or whatever. But it was fun. It was an adventure and uh, it was a good time. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, part two next year. Yeah. No, I think I think that worked out really well, too, because, you know, I think everybody at first was like, I don't want to sleep in a freaking barn, but. I didn't care. And then I think once everybody did it, it wasn't that bad because the air mattresses nowadays are pretty comfortable. Um, the temperature was not bad. We had a fan in there. So, I mean, it was cool. It was like a big, I don't know. I've never been to a slumber party, but I, I assume that's kind of what it was. <laughs> I don't know. Team Raw Slumber Party. <laughs> that's what we should call it. Yes. Yeah. It was a good time. And it was just a nice team event. And uh, yeah, uh, an annual event I'm, I'm hoping for. Yeah. It, was, it was nice. Sounds good. Good stuff. The only thing I'd say to do differently is next year, let's give everyone a swag water bottle and we can have a, um, just a, a, a cooler that's full of water and you can just serve yourself water. Cause uh, at the end we had like a lot of plastic to bring, bring to recycling. And I keep hearing that recycling is a lie um, anyway. So. Yeah, that's my, that's on me. Like I, so I actually have a big water cooler that I, I was going to bring and I don't know why I didn't um, mostly just because I had to load it in a trailer somewhere, but just, you know, those big five gallon um, water yeah. bottles that it glue with a little spigot. Yeah. yeah. We have yeah. one. We oh. have one here. Yeah. Oh, so. well I have, I have a whole bunch of filled up water bottles I could have brought. Just never thought about it. Right. So I guess next year we, we have that planned out. Yes. Get right. a swag. And, and I did like the, uh, the uh, team t-shirt giveaway, which, um, I think we should just do a different shirt next year. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody that came got a, got a t-shirt for free. Uh, that's all we need to say about that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we did have some questions that came in um, on Instagram. Uh, so uh, basically, um, well, I'll just read them. Uh, what are you most excited about if you're attending nationals in Vegas and what are your power lift? Oh, wait a minute. That's what we posted as the question. You <laughs> <laughs> just edit that part. Yeah, I'll leave it in. I don't care. Um, so the question was, who's your prediction for best lifter? And who do you predict to podium for each weight class? So <clears throat> I'm actually not going to go through the weight classes. Um, I think on the guys, on the raw guys side, uh, I think um, Ashton Ruska is going to win best lifter. I think on the women's side, I'm actually going to go with Sam Calhoun. Um, most people have Natalie Richards uh, as the favorite there, but I'm going to go with Sam Calhoun. Um, and then on the equip side, honestly, I haven't looked at the roster yet on the equip side. That's terrible. Um, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure on the equip side. That's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, but those are my predictions for best lifter in the raw. Um, next question we had is how is handling someone at a big local meet different from nationals? 
Um, and they also said, I would also add how is programming for an athlete that is going to nationals different from a local competition lifter. Uh, you want to answer that one? Yeah. I don't want to answer it. Oh, I said, do you want to answer that? You said, yeah. Oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> and then you just sat sorry. there like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I thought you said, do you want me to answer that one? Yes, go it. ahead and answer that, Josh. Okay. Um, so short answer is there is no difference. Um, I think where, where people get caught up with nationals things is, you know, the environment around you, um, a lot more people, a lot more of a spectacle with, you know, the lights, the production, things like that. But at the end of the day, it's you on a platform with a bar and that is no different. That little bubble is no different than that little bubble at a local meet. So I think it's really about managing the external factors and, and keeping those tuned out and just focusing on the task at hand and staying very, very tunnel vision and do what you're doing. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of people ask that, like, you know, is it, you know, is it a big difference? And, and it really isn't. I mean, the only, I guess, small factor that's different is, you know, there's usually a lot closer battles and more competition. So in terms of looking at numbers at the end, it's usually more involved, but outside of that, I mean, it, you still, you know, you do your warm ups, you still go do three attempts at each one. I mean, it's, it's still pretty much the same. So I think, I think a lot of people make it out to be a lot more than it is. Um, and maybe a lot more intimidating than it is. And, and granted, yeah, those, those things can become distractions, but at the end of the day, keeping everything tunnel vision, focus on the task at hand, it's, it's the same deal. Huh? I think that's a good answer. I like that. Cool. Since, since you did, since you didn't have any answer there. <laughs> well, I, I was, I was going to say that um, it, it is the external factors. It's the, um, as a lifter, it always, it often felt like um, nationals was kind of a cluster. Like the warm up room is just chaotic. There's a lot going on. There's, you know, sometimes three or four platforms running at the same time. And that to a lifter can feel very chaotic. And um, some people have a hard time drowning out all that noise. Um, and so you have to be ultra focused and, uh, yeah, I'm one of those people that I don't, I have a hard time with all that noise. So I would always have to like turn my chair to a wall where I couldn't see much of anything so, and put my headphones on. So I, I couldn't just see all the chaos cause it would, I, yeah. So you just have to get as a lifter, get a little bit more skilled at, at tuning out the distractions. There's more distractions. Yeah. And in terms of programming, you know, for somebody going to nationals or someone doing a local meet uh, to me, that's the same as well. Um, you know, we're, we're always looking at the, the weakest link, trying to correct that, um, you know, any technique deficiencies, we're trying to improve those. And, you know, that doesn't change based on the meet you're doing. The only, the only potential change would be if, if you're doing a local meet just to do it without really training for it, well, then we're, you know, we're still training kind of looking beyond that in terms of programming. But, you know, if you're, if you're scheduled to peak at a, at a local meet or a national meet, I mean, it pretty much programming is going to look the same. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to get you ready to be at your best on that meet day, you know, regardless of what that title of the meet is. Right. Your goals might be a little bit different. Just right. the outcome might be to qualify for Arnold's or whatever. 
Yeah. And, and that's the thing. So, you know, if, if national, let's say it's nationals and you're like, well, I want to be extra strong at nationals. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just, we'll give you the real programming then so that you're extra <laughs> strong on, at nationals. You know, that's not exactly how it works. You, you, we're, we're programming you to be the best that you can be for the competition, regardless of what that title is. But, but like you said, the objectives might be different, you know, you know, placing versus hitting a qualifying total versus, you know, whatever, but the, how you get there is, is, is pretty much going to be the same. And when I say the same, the strategy is going to be the same. So typically everybody's program for each meet is different based on how they progressed, what their, what their current weakest link is, what, what the biggest need of, to be addressed is. So that's always evolving. So, you know, doing a local meet and a national meet for the same person, the program obviously will probably be different, um, but the strategy is the same. So, you know, if you do three national meets over three years, like you probably have a little bit different programming for each of those three, just based on where you're at and, and what needs addressed. So hopefully that kind of answers that question. Very much. All right. Well, let's go on to the powerlifting situation. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. You always say bum, bum, bum. I was <laughs> trying to do it before you. Ha, beat you. All right. So the situation. You're competing at nationals on a Friday. You booked your room months ago. One of your close friends calls you asking if he and his wife can stay in your room Wednesday through Saturday because the meat hotel is now sold out and they can't find anywhere else to stay. What do you tell your friend? Um, so I, this question came up based on uncle Jeremy. Um, cause in college, this was him and his team every, <laughs> almost every year we, <laughs> our team had like four people in the room and then he'd say like, Hey, me and four of my teammates, we don't have anywhere to stay. Can we crash with you? So we end up with like eight, nine people in a room. Most, most national, most collegiate nationals. Um, but, uh, that was in college. So, you know, my answer now, if I'm competing and, you know, people are different too, if they need, if they really need the quiet focus time or whatever, um, I'm probably, I'm probably being a jerk and saying no if it's me, because, you know, if I'm competing there, there's a point where you got to be a little bit selfish and focus on you. And, you know, if your friend didn't plan ahead enough to book a hotel room and, you know, it's him and his wife both. So it's not just like one person staying with you. It's like, I, I become the third wheel in my own hotel room before I compete. Um, and, and that's not, that that's not what I want to do. So I'm probably, I'm probably just telling them no and, you know, maybe making them upset, but you know, that I'd probably say no. Right. Your lack of planning does not mean it's an emergency for me. Right. Sorry. Yeah. And there's, I and, and, I, and there's, yeah, and there's probably other hotel around. I mean, we don't say in this situation, obviously, but they can probably find another hotel, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes away and Uber in if they need to. I mean, that's not the end of the world either. So. Right. Yeah. If I'm lifting, I'm probably not letting anybody else in my room. Yeah. I, I've, I have had that situation where um, I had someone in the room with me snoring so bad. <laughs> and I was probably the same person who did this to someone else uh, the night before I, I had to lift. And at some point I'm just like, stop snoring. I need to get some sleep. I guess that would be the poetic justice because I snore like crazy. So I'm like, yeah, you can stay with me. And then I snore real bad all night long. This is your choice. <laughs> yes. You might not sleep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our new lifter tip, 
work together with other lifters and coaches in the warm-up room, helping each other load weights and adjust the rack height, keeps it moving so everyone can get their warm-ups in without being rushed. Agree or disagree? Yep, I agree. I think, you know, it's it's a collaborative effort to get everybody through. So there's some coaches that don't have a clue what they're doing. Some lifters don't have a clue what they're doing in the warm-up room. So the coaches that do know what's going on and, and lifters that, that, that are familiar and have done it before, it really helps everybody, including yourself. So even if you look at it just from a selfish standpoint, helping everybody else, you know, load the bar, change the rack height, it speeds it up for everybody. So you can get to your own next warm up quicker. So, you know, if everybody kind of has that mentality of helping each other get through, then it doesn't become a, everybody's like rushing at the last minute to get their warm ups in. So I just think, yeah, I think everybody should have this mentality of working together in the warm up room, even if it's your arch rival that you're competing against and their coach, you warm up together. Um, you know, we can duke it out on the platform out front. Like the warm up room is the warm up room. Let's get everybody through and, you know, help everybody get ready. Yep. I agree. Cool. Very nice. Very nice. nice. That's all I got. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, everyone will talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. Awkward. Goodbye. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.